fucks on occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Donald Trump is an asshole. So what we typed into the YouTubes was uh, Donald Trump being an asshole. And then I typed in Donald Trump being a dick. And I got, does Donald Trump hate women? Worst quotes. Uh, it starts with a warning, which we will give to you. You guys are already listening to mutinyradio.fm, so you don't give a fuck about the fuck swears. We know that. Uh, but some people view this uh, video as offensive. If you are sensitive in any way, please close out of this video and do not return. Either way, you have been warned. Um, these, are, these are things that he said. These are quotes. Do we? Can we allow this person to be in charge of our country? Do I have to move to Canada? Like this is. These are questions I'm asking myself now. I feel kind of screwed because I, I have a DUI in my past. I can't go to Canada. I know I have a DUI. And I don't have. I don't have a passport, so I can't go to Mexico. So my best case scenario. Oh, yeah. 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 My best case scenario is to catch a flight to the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's there about as go. good as it's going to get. Go. Yeah, that sounds good. Hide there. Um, I'm I'm afraid, and I I I made it I made a joke, and I've I've said oh I think that this was this was actually a ploy about four years ago at Christmas when um, Hillary Hill Dog and Trumpy were at Christmas together, and he was like Hill Dog, I have this great idea. Here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I love being famous, and The Apprentice is a piece of shit, and it's gone now, so I, I need to be on TV a lot. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna run for the Republican Party to give you a landslide. And uh, at first, he was like, you know, what'll happen is they won't, I won't get the Republican nomination. Then I'll run as an independent. So you'll definitely win by a landslide. But you know what? Now, that's the scariest thing is he actually could win. Yeah. I mean, it is just, if everybody were voting for him as a gag on top of the people that are just staunch supporters of him, this could get real, real uh, interesting, to say the least. But not even a gag. Like, I think that people are like, yeah, Donald Trump, I love The Apprentice. He is a famous person. What's the difference between Ronald Reagan? He was pretty famous. I mean, it was a different way back in the 50s and 60s. But it's basically like having a new star as the president. It'd be like Arnold Schwarzenegger as president. I mean, he's already been the governor. What about, what's next, Ben Affleck? Like, is that, what? what is, I mean, and that's, that's actually a serious thing. He's been getting in politics, Ben Affleck. And what is wrong with us as American people that we're choosing people to lead us who are actors? They are good at reading a script and memorizing things and lying to us. Actors are professional liars, you idiots. This is <laughs> their true. job. Their job is to lie to you. They are leading a society is what these politicians that we have duly elected. Do you want to have a professional liar, actor, cheat, and a shitty businessman actually be in charge of our society as we see it? It scares the fuck out of me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I don't need any more coffee. Um, I'm wide awake now. Um, Sorry, I, but I was my little rant. I just, I get so upset. And that's exactly what the purge is. That kind of, of reaction you just had right there is the essence of what I want to do between 8 and 10 uh, a.m. on Thursdays. Thursdays. I yes. can't wait. It's going to be a great show. Here, we're going to listen right now to Donald Trump uh, being a dick. Again. Does Trump hate women? Plus Donald's worst quotes. Apparently he might also hate Mexicans. Trump is the Mexicans as the Chinese were to Mongolians. Or at least he will be once he builds that goddamn wall. For those of you who don't know, this is Donald Trump. He's a big fan of birds, which is why he has their hairstyle. He no doubt likes dogs too. Bravo to Donald Trump. Get yourself five bucks for free. You can finally release your hairpiece from captivity. Huh, I guess he's a cat person too. If Hillary Clinton can't satisfy her husband, <laughs> so apparently Donald Trump's idea of presidency is how well you can sexually satisfy the entire country. I don't know, I'm not gonna knock a Donald Trump blowjob till I get it. Donald Trump talking crap about Ariana Huff. Says she is a dog and then acts 
acts like he's the victim. We may have ourselves a self-pitying president. Is this Ariana Huff? She doesn't look like a dog to me. Ariana Huff is unattractive both inside and out. Why would you say that? You know who's super unattractive, Donald? You. Have you ever gave yourself an honest look in the mirror? You're an ugly man. You don't take my word for it. Donald Trump, name me one hot 73-year-old. Just one. If there is one, it's not you. How about a sexy 79-year-old? No, nothing. Again, the robot thinks you're in your 70s. I still can't think of a hot 67-year-old. Wow, 69. That's the closest you'll get to that number without paying someone to do it with you. Yeah, you know what? I did say that. Katy Perry must have been drunk when she married Russell Brand. Oh, my... Thank goodness, Russell Brand to the rescue. Are you drunk when you write these tweets? Or does the foam you spray on your bald head make you hot? I think it's the foam, Russell Brand. Definitely the foam. Donald Trump aiding and trashing Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly, of course, being a very attractive woman who Donald Trump seems to enjoy laughing at. While also promoting the message that Megyn Kelly is the biggest loser. Isn't it lovely to think this man could be our president? If he's happy to dump over non-hostile fellow Americans like this, imagine how this man will handle talking to foreign leaders, many of which have the ability to significantly harm the United States. If you guys really want to go to war with other nations over one massive jackass's ego, Donald Trump is your best bet. God did not know how to talk talk to people. Apparently Donald Trump thinks that Rosie O'Donnell is disgusting in and out. Hey Donald Trump, maybe come up with new insults. That jab's about as old as that nutsack you call a face. According to this, the potential president of the United States told the contestant it would be a pretty picture to see her on her knees. Imagine for a second the woman he said that to was your wife or your daughter or your mom. Or maybe that context is better for Donald Trump to consider before he opens his mouth again and attacks some woman he decides to have a beef with. Anyway, here's a list of all the women Donald Trump's been married to. As you can see, if he does hate women, he doesn't hate them so much that he's not willing to marry them. Long story short, vote for Bernie Sanders. Yay, Bernie! That was nicely put right there. I, I don't have no I have no idea who that gentleman was that did that video right there about Donald Trump, but I like him. Yeah, Donald's. I mean, honestly, we can't. Can we? Can can we have a, a, a? I mean, he says ugly both inside and out. What? Why are? Why is that even an issue? Why is the? Why is a woman's appearance any? worry of yours and why are you spouting it out to the whole world that if, if we're gonna i can't we can't we how do we stop donald trump oh man i, I we don't have to, enough money I'm, I'm afraid to actually throw out a couple of suggestions because if he does become president i could be probably having a visit from the secret service well could you imagine you can't i mean i don't want to i mean i could imagine what it'd be like i just choose not to because the thought absolutely scares the shit out of me here, we'll, uh, we'll, I love David Letterman. Let's we'll hear him destroy Donald Trump three years ago. This is, uh... Three years ago, uh, he was on the, uh, the Letterman show, which is no longer, and we're going to hear him destroy him. Here we go. I have nothing against China. I just hate that their leaders are so much smarter than our leaders. 2016, we will not be the world leader anymore. We have been always. What will but happen in 2016, China becomes the great economic leader. E even if Mitt Romney is elected, he says that he maybe will. you can turn it around. Well, do you think he can turn it around? I think we can. Do you think Mitt Romney can I turn think, it around? I think he can. As a line of clothing. Now, where were these made? These were made, I don't know where they were made, but they were made someplace. But they're great. It's ties, shirts, cufflinks, everything sold at Macy's, and they're doing great. Number one selling tie anywhere in the world. Number one selling I, I tie know, anywhere in the world. Wear that oh, shirt, you wouldn't wear that we shirt? We also have them in white and beautiful where, white. Where are the shirts made? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Well, it's good. Okay. We employ people in Bangladesh. Ties? Where are the ties they made? These are too. beautiful ties. They are great ties. The ties are made in where? China? China. Ties are made in China. Oh. selling ties. I'll tell you, and, and you know what, David, in all fairness, I've been very open about that, and not all of them, by the way, but I've been very open about that. Are you okay? Is the the no, chair I'm was fine. I just, China. yeah, I know. The chair was made in China. The chair was made in China. <laughs>
You buy let's that just, at Macy's, by the way. Let's just let's just let's just get, uh, uh, shut down the uh, Donald Trump factory in Beijing. I would love to. And and we'll put up a tie factory in uh, Jamaica Queen. I love it. And yeah. we'll make we'll make I the Donald it. Trump tie. I'm for it. Donald Trump is a dick. Part three of many. Sweet, sweet irony right there. Talking out of the side of his neck, and then David Letterman just totally just called his ass out and, on it. And him. that was three years ago. Okay, so Donald Trump is not just being a dick right now. He's been a dick. I actually uh, looked back um, in the YouTube's joking around to see all of the... Um, he's done so many commercials in the 80s and, um, like, uh, things for... He was in Home Alone 2. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll look at... What we'll do is we'll play your Florence and the Machine drumming song here, and then I'll look up some of these. You, you'll, you'll be so surprised when you see him in... Um, he was in a ton of movies in the late 80s and early 90s when he was sort of solidifying his fame in a different way. It was like after the fall, after the bankruptcy of his first uh, company or whatever, and then he was like grasping at stuff before The Apprentice. Kind of, he's been trying to garner this fame for a long time. I think this presidency might have been a joke in his mind years ago, but it, I mean, he's really. It, uh, it's got some wheels to it. That's the unfortunate it part. It has wheels because we are stupid, stupid people. Uh, all of us, Americans as a whole. <laughs> it does make me uh, come to terms with uh, figuring out why Macaulay Culkin went and just went completely bonkers because more than likely Donald Trump was in a movie with him. Yeah, that would do. It's blamed Donald Trump for everything. Hey, everybody who blamed Obama for everything for a long time, uh, for porcupines, global warming, their smelly dick, they blamed everything on Obama. And now... I say, just blame everything on Trump. Yeah, it's just all of it. Just, just do it. switch the same product onto a different package, and well, this would be Donald Trump. Maybe that if we could all just, if everyone started bad mouthing Donald Trump, maybe something could happen. What if, what if we could get some like underground tweet thing where like everyone in the world was like, Donald Trump, we hope you burn in hell. You're ugly inside and out. Use his own. Um, slurs against him. Oh, yeah, especially if we can get that to the Electoral College. Oh, God. That would be awesome. Well, if we could just have a three-party system, or like a five-party system, or a 12-party system. I think I like Royal Rumble, WWF style. I mean, I want <laughs> to be able to know. Well. I just want to at least be able to know that the guy who's running the, the you know number one kid on the block in the free world can whip somebody's ass. Can kick some ass. Absolutely. We should have some UFC throwdown uh, for, to see who's going to be the president. But may the strongest survive. Isn't that like sort of the old school way of doing things anyways? It, Put him in a pit. Two men enter, one man leaves. Thunderdome. Thunderdome yes. Baby. Thank you, Tina Turner. Maybe we just need to put them, put them on. And I bet Hillary would win. Uh, put Hillary on one set of bungee cords uh, with one of those big Q-tip things, you know, like from American Gladiators, uh -huh. and then put Donald Trump in the other with one of those big Q-tip things, and then just have them just bounce down, up and up, and like hit each other with big yeah. Q-tip things, and then we'll see. We'll see who loses, a, whoever loses a tooth first. Give her the huge Q-tip and give him a, a literal Q-tip. Give him a literal q And then just go at it. He has to use his bare hands. Yeah, yeah. How dare you fight a woman? You know what, though? I really <laughs> think that she would... I. I I think that she could take him. Oh, she's badass. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna fuck with her. Uh uh. And then there's Bernie Sanders. I like that guy. I like that guy too. He's an honest politician, if su if such a thing exists. About as close to one as we're gonna he's find right he's now. He's never flopped. He's he's always been he's always been the same. He's like the new Ralph Nader. He's the Jewish Ralph Nader. Love him. 
Uh, we're going to listen. Tell us about this uh, Florence and the Machine drumming song. Oh, a few years back, I, I got turned on to that lady, Florence Welsh from Florence and the Machine. And quite frankly, voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. And this is yet another catchy song. And, well, it makes me just reflect back on uh, some good times that I had in the past, recent past, within the last three, four years when I was in Colorado. And every time I hear it. It just brightens my day. It brightens your day. All right. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, brought to you by Alta California Botanicals. Best tink in the biz. Go to your local dispensary. Ask for it by name. Alta California Botanicals. My favorite uh, is the Stress Relief High THC. Oh, yeah. Laser beams shooting out of my eyes, friends. Go this big is, or go home. Go big or go home. Don't take half a bottle, though. Uh, Florence and the Machine drumming song. <laughs>
And we're back. Right on. Hey, good good work, Jason. Just, uh, just do something. Being on the ones and twos has it together. Love it. Oh, yeah. I'm a natural. What can I say? He absolutely is. You guys are all going to be listening to The Purge on Thursdays from 8 to 10. New show, new format, great stuff. Uh, Mutiny Radio. We have like 44 shows now, and they're all so different and bizarre. You even said you were going to do some sports, right? Yes. That's just one of my passions is sports, and, you know, the fact that uh, some of my favorite sports teams are, uh, well, they suck right now. Well, they don't suck. The 40 Winos? Nope. I'm originally from Indiana, so I oh, love the Colts. Oh, the Colts. Hey, um, my friend Victor of the JV Sports Show on Thursdays from 6 to 8, huge, huge Colts fan. And I always thought it was funny that Andrew Luck played for them because their symbol is the horseshoe symbol, and it's a lucky symbol. And then Andrew Luck was their quarterback. Yeah. I think that's really cute. I think despite what they may say in their front office, I think they purposefully sucked so they could get him in the really? draft. That's oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, there was a whole uh, grassroots conspiracy theory, you know, they're, they suck for luck. Wow. And I, I, I'd be uh, inclined to buy into that. But uh, also a big Pacers fan. They, oh, okay. they, they were the, the latest victim to the 23 and 0. 23 and 0 Warriors. Over this season, including last season, they're up to 27. They tied the Miami uh, Heat for second longest uh, winning streak. That's amazing. They're going to beat that, that Bulls winning streak here. Uh, that's going to, what is that, 32 games? Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, yeah, yeah. 33, I think, 73-72 LA Lakers. They just can't be beat. Uh, so this is interesting news. Yesterday I was. Um, hanging out with a baby, as I do on Tuesdays. And we like to go down to um, the big park in front of City Hall because he likes to play soccer. He's two and he's really good at soccer and he likes to kick around the ball. And it's this big, huge, flat area where nothing is dangerous and he can push the cart around and we, I can follow him around with a soccer ball for like an hour. So for me, it works out really well. It's clean. It's not difficult to avoid the questionably housed people because we just, there's, it's such a big space right there in front of City Hall. Well. Right before that's going to happen, I see a grouping of people, and I look at Jude, and I say, hey, something democratic is going to happen. People are going to exercise their right uh, to speak in public on the steps of the hall, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And we get closer, and it's Warriors Ground SF. It's a group in San Francisco that's trying to get the Warriors to come to the city. And they're saying, we want this amazingly successful team. We've been trying to get them for 13 years. It's time to let us build a stadium here, uh, like in the Hunters Point area, and uh, help the community by bringing the Warriors here. And uh, they were giving away free t-shirts, and I, and I got one for my boyfriend. And it's really cool. It's blue, and it says um, Warriors Ground SF. And they're trying to get the Warriors to move here, which in a I way, mean, isn't that moving back to San Francisco? Because I, I believe they were uh, known as the San Francisco Warriors for a while there. Were they? I'm not entirely sure. I have not verified that particular uh, supposition, but I have heard it in uh, passing conversations that uh, they were the San Francisco Warriors at some point in time. Uh, anybody that wants to uh, correct me or tell me I'm a big fat liar and a fat mouth, uh, give us a call here, 415-550-0511. Perfect. Yeah, uh, but Warrior Ground itself. So there are all these people uh, doing great speeches, and, and they're local. Um, like the electricians were behind it. That, that was the whole thing is that people want to build a stadium because that brings so many jobs into San Francisco for all the local um the unions. The union guys, yeah. To build laborers and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And then it cr would create so many more jobs because you'd have the vendors and you would have, it would be, it would be a big boon uh, for the community. And, uh, and they took the 49ers away. Yeah, yeah. You know. And they took the 40 winos back to, or to Santa Clara, which, 
hurts my feelings on a really deep level. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of kind of conflicted about the idea of them coming to San Francisco simply because of this. Uh, they went, the Niners went to Santa Clara, you know, big, shiny new stadium. Yep. We're going to, you know, make this uh, the new hub for the Bay Area football teams. And, well, they suck. And then there's been complaints about the stadium. There's yep. been complaints. Parking. Parking's just freaking horrible. Ruining the whole freeway system that's ruined anyway over exactly. in that part. Exactly. The, the South Bay is like a, a spider web of stupid freeways just everywhere Blech. and we just didn't they built this big thing but it's like now all the people are coming to it and they don't it's it's i heard that okay i'm not speaking very well right now because i'm flustered but i had a friend who went to a game and they said it ended at like eight o'clock and they didn't get home until one in the morning back to the city you're kidding because they couldn't get out of the parking lot and then the entire freeway system was shambles. And it took them five hours to get from the game to their house. Which, if it's in the way. city, you can use public transportation. Like, there, it, that's the other thing. It's, like, impossible to get there via Caltrain or whatever else. It, they, they built it and said, oh, if we build it, they will come. But you have to have the routes for people to get there, you dumb fucks. I don't think they really thought the infrastructure... Through uh, enough. I mean, as mm. far as the stadium, beautiful stadium. You know, I've, other than the turf, has got problems. But so you know, nice little building they got there. But I don't think they. They must have been smoking some sherm or some PCP when they didn't uh, think about. Uh, you know how people are going to get to and from that particular venue. Absolutely, and how much it costs. I mean, parking alone is like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. That's the parking. What, so like, I, I. And I, the I, tickets. It's like what? <sighs> but sports is big money, so. It is, unfortunately, uh, especially with the NFL. It's a freaking juggernaut uh, sporting organization in this country, hands down, undisputed, undefeated champion, uh, at least for the last 40 years. Now, the other thing that I was wondering about is I kind of dig Oakland. You know, they don't have really much going for them right now. Well, uh, yeah. They, well, that's the, the, the thing they do have is that Bart goes right to the Oakland Coliseum, oh, that which is, is amazing. Sweet. You know, uh, I, I got a chance to go to Oakland for, I think, the first time. No, the second time I've been uh, this past Sunday. And uh, it was really cool to get on the BART and just know that, hey, I'm underneath, you know, billions of gallons of freaking water. Right? Oh, that scares me, too. <laughs> kind of freaks me out. But, you know, it was kind of cool just to putz around Oakland. And, I, you know, it's not a bad not a bad little town. Yeah. Well, it's coming up. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants. There's a great beer scene. They have um, Jack London Square is lovely. They have, I mean, you can get really great um what are they called? Charsu Bao in, in Chinatown down there. And there's, I mean, it's lovely. Like Merritt is nice. It's not a terrible place. <laughs> they have In and Outs over there. Oh, yeah, they're civilized. <laughs> they're, they're civilized. They're civilized. But I mean, it's not it's not the city. So I'm I'm definitely not planning on trans. I'll do anything I can to try to stay here. Oh, I agree. Um, I would agree. So I bought tickets because my my boyfriend Jonathan, our anniversary is on Christmas, and I bought him Raider tickets for Christmas Eve. And they're still affordable. That's oh, that, that is cool. Those um, the tickets. I mean, there were a lot of um, extra fees tacked on top, but the tickets themselves were only seventy-five bucks a piece. That is really freaking reasonable for an NFL game. That's what I thought. Cause I'm like, I used to go like the Chargers 
they were way more than that. And the Chargers have sucked forever. Oh, um, yes. And I guess the Raiders have sucked for a long time, but now they're actually kind of looking good. And maybe next year they'll look. I mean, I don't think they're going to make it to the wild card this year. They just, no, no, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. happen. They got a great foundation, though. They've they've got they've got the young players, and uh, they're gonna they they're gonna pull it together. Next year, I think we're going to see a lot from the Raiders. But it's going to be exciting to see. And they're playing the Chargers that day, so it's the Raiders playing the Chargers. And I used to live in San Diego for 12 years, so. San Diego, Super Chargers, <laughs> San Diego, Chargers. Is it true that uh, gentleman that owned MasterCard actually, the one uh, who nicknamed him the Chargers, he was like the, I heard that he was the uh, original owner for the San Diego Chargers, the guy who, who founded know. MasterCard or something like that, that's why they were called kind of the amazing. Chargers. Oh, that's funny. But um, Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm... I, that's that would be. I wonder if that's true because that's really fun. But it's like a and because there's no lightning down there either. So like a lightning bolt, charger. Yeah. Right, just maybe. a it, random image to put on a helmet. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, fun fact: uh, the Chargers are my ex-wife's favorite football team. So uh, yeah, I, I won't hold uh, their success or failure against you. Just my ex-wife. Oh no no no! <laughs> and you know what? It, it, you don't even have to worry about it because they can't win a postseason game. No matter how well they do during the season, like, the, and they'll even win their first postseason game, but they can never win the second postseason. It, it, it happened, like, all the way through the mid thousands. They were doing great all season, blah, and then all of a sudden at the end it was that kicker, it was that damn Kading. Um, there, were, it was just a despondency in the street. I remember picking up my ex-husband from he had season tickets, and I wasn't allowed to go because I was a wife, um, but I would still be nice enough to stay sober and go pick him and his friends up from the game. And when they lost the second postseason game, and I think it was like in 2005 when it was, and uh, it was the Katie kick, it was started to like rain and mist in San Diego. And the streets were just like silent with despondency oh, as I'm driving no. up to the stadium to pick them up. And everyone's just like, <laughs> it's like, come on, you guys. If you've been Charger fans for eight years, you know they can't win a postseason game. You think it's going to happen this year? Come on. You know who's really not losing any sleep over the Chargers' uh, inability to win a Super Bowl? It's Drew Brees. <laughs> right. They go, you want to trade me because of a bum shoulder? All right, I can roll with that. And now you guys can suck it. Uh, absolutely. And I, one of my favorite players was um, LaDainian Tomlinson. And, and I, even even when he moved to the Jets, I was still a fan. And um, and I like to listen to, to listen to him do his little commentary now on the TVs. I don't know which network he works oh, for. Oh, I loves me some LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. He, he's, he's good people. LT! And then poor Junior Seau. That was the other Charger that was just such a sad, sad thing. And and this actually ties into that new movie, Concussion. I don't know if you've heard about I it. I was just listening to uh, Mike and Mike in the morning this morning, and they were talking about that movie. And it was the first time I'd heard about it. And they, they talked about Junior Seau as well. I really liked him. He was a hell of a hell of a guy, not only on the field, but off the field. Absolutely. Uh, even though he went to USC, and I can't really stand <laughs> USC. But I didn't hold that against him. Sure. And it was tragic. A, a true tragedy. Somebody with a, a, a huge heart that he did uh, suffer such a, an ending because of traumatic brain injury. And, and that's the thing. We didn't think at the time. I, I just thought, oh, the pressure of everything got too much. I thought that, because his, his restaurant started not doing very well, so the rumor going around San Diego at the time was that, well, his restaurant wasn't doing well, and he was, he was fearing bankruptcy and all these kinds of things, and so he killed himself. And But that it would be a traumatic brain in, injury, kind of, that he, I heard that he just wasn't the same. And when your head gets hit that many times, like, we've just never talked about it. That that much... I, I know one person with traumatic brain injury, and they are not all there. 
Um, and, and the thing that gets confusing for them is they used to be all there and they remember being all there, but they can't do it. And so then they get really like angry because they're like, why aren't you listening to me? And it's like, well, because you're wrong. Yeah. But it's because their brain injury isn't thinking. It's sort of like they keep their ego, but their abilities sort of degrade. And so then that interplay of like, I used to know this, I used to be great. It's like, oh, okay, well, things are a little different now. And like accepting that, I think might be ah that kind of tied back into uh sweet gail's uh need for acceptance thing she was talking about yeah but so yeah i'm gonna have to check that movie out yeah concussion that's uh everybody look it up and uh i mean what's that that's the thing this always trips me out uh sports is a huge industry multi-billion dollars huge all of it uh nba nfl mlb uh nhl i already said nhl no. No, I didn't. Okay, NHL. So we have all of these in the soccer. Like, we're not even talking about the premier soccer leagues. All right. And the oldest, like, organized sport would probably be soccer. But the rest of them really came around the turn of the century. So you've got basketball, like, 1896. And, and that's before they even cut the bottom of the baskets out. So this is 115 years ago. This stuff didn't even exist. And now we've created this industry that's enormous. And that's only 115 years. That's like in our grandparents' grandparents' lifetime. That's like three generations within three generations. I mean, if you think within four generations, there was slavery. Yeah. So in, in that, you know, 200 years, we've had a lot of changes. Uh-huh. And uh, But it, it blows my mind that this stuff didn't even exist. And now we're just building huge stadiums and teams and tickets and all of this money this industry came out of something that didn't even exist and i I guess i could say the same thing for computers right like computers only came out what the first computer was like in the 60s yeah and then they got and even in the 70s they were still the size of this entire building and then now we have we walk around with computers in our hand and we throw them away and we get new ones yeah I just, I don't know where the world is going. Can it keep expanding at such like a... I don't think it can on a, on a and be, I don't think it's sustainable. It, it is not uh, infinitely sustainable uh, with the juggernaut that sports has uh, turned itself into. The need, I think it's almost to a, a, a Roman gladiator type of level right there. Yeah. We, we just want to see the bigger hits. We want to see the bigger dunks. We want to see somebody getting posterized. We want to see uh, somebody... Uh, a victor, somebody, a victim in the in the world of and, sports. And then the other side of it is the merchandising where, I mean, this has been the thing that's been tripping me out. And they're just, they're such geniuses. Is that football ostensibly is three, it's like three months. And every month they choose a different uniform. In September, it's their regular uniform. In October, and with all of the hoodies and jackets and hats that go with it. And then in uh, October, it's Women's Breast Cancer Month. So everything's pink. And there's pink jerseys and there's pink outfits. And it's pink, pink, pink. Buy the pink thing. And then in November, it was military. military. And everything was camo. And there was a hat. It's the same thing. So basically, they just made it so that they can have three. You can buy three different hats if you like the Chargers. You can buy three different sweatshirts if you like the Colts. And people 
do this. <laughs> they even have hats that have absolutely no resemblance to the actual team colors because people love collecting sports hats. Right. Um, another. They're geniuses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> baseball hats for football. Does anybody see this as stupid? It's a baseball hat. It's a football team. It's it, genius. <laughs> you know what also genius. is genius is actually opening up a line of clothing specifically designed for women. Because for the longest with the time, NFL. with the NFL, that right there just took it to that next level. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, and we, and women have been getting more into sports, and they want us to, and that's why they put the ladies on the sidelines, and they make them say smart things about football because they want more women to watch the game. It's, it's really hard for me to spend an entire Sunday watching three football games, though. Or the red zone, when you're just like back and forth and all the different games. It's just hard for me to stay interested for that long. You said you'd have knitting. I do have my knitting. That's You know what? I see that as a really positive. I could maybe crochet while I was watching some football or bake. Well, thankfully for me, I actually, uh, you know, I'm at work on Sunday. So if I'm lucky, I'll catch maybe like a half. Right. Which in the grand scheme of things is probably a good thing because I would be that guy that will be there from 8 a.m. from Sunday NFL countdown. Right. All the way to the last uh, play on Sunday night. It's my boyfriend, Jonathan. But we already, we've already like made the deal where I'm like, Sundays are yours during football season. You can, I'm just, there you go. But it wasn't really a sacrifice for me because my ex-husband had the um, season tickets. Mm-hmm. So he was gone on Sundays anyways at all the home games. So he was like, Ugh, you're not here on Sunday, whatever, football. Um, and you know, I, I like an excuse to drink. I, Sometimes on a Sunday, that's fun to watch football all day and just get stupid wasted and yell at the TV. I prefer hockey. Oh, that I would love to see hockey. L.A. is, or L.A., but um, NFL is fine with me. Uh, You pulled something up for us. Yeah, we got uh, nice little cameo appearances from Donald Trump throughout the years. Let's go back to the big asshole Donald Trump. So he seriously... Uh, was in a bunch of movies, so we're gonna kind of listen to uh, him on those, and then we'll be right back on the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Jason and Pam. Sir, it is my esteemed pleasure to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Donald Trump. This is on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Me, you were here. You look great. Mm, thank you very much. I'm um, Donald owns this restaurant. Oh. Uh, this is my friend Mike McNeil. Hey, listen, are you bagging her? Huh? Are you? No, no, we, we just met. Well, call me Liz. Oh, sure. Thanks. Okay, boys, it's time to get serious. So let me tell you that uh, all the money Sorry, that I win from Susan. you tonight is the first income I've gotten that's not been garnished by the Bank of Margot. I hope you have a good lawyer. <laughs> Donald, listen, it's 50 cents to open. Okay, here's a news flash. You're rich, all right? <laughs> and I didn't get rich by throwing away quarters. <laughs> all right, okay. Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. You just don't get more New York than that. Look at this right here on the street. It's Donald Trump. What are you, morons? Wade. The Drew Carey Trump. Show. I hear Kelson finally dumped you. Not exactly, no. We just this. came to a mutual understanding that she couldn't bear me for another second. Mike. Mike. Donald. Mr. Trump here wrote The Art of the Deal. Then he wrote a new bestseller, The Art of the Comeback. Two books. Wow. <laughs> 
Donald Trump, I'd like you to meet... Oh, what am I talking about? All you handsome zillionaires know each other. <laughs> Donald! Maxwell Sheffield, how do you do? How do you just gonna crash and burn and take his clients with him? The associates. Excuse me. Well, I'm here with Donald Trump, for God's sake. How long is it going to be? I have checks sitting on two tables. Ah, Miss Ayers, how nice to see you. I have Mr. Cuddy's usual table. Cuddy? Sorry, Frank, but I'm going to go crash and burn with Cuddy. Call me. Race. Waldo, you're the best son money can buy. Thanks, Dad. Look, without Derek Zoolander, male modeling wouldn't be what it is today. Actually, hiring Eddie was my idea from the beginning. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. The Donald is here, live on Monday Night Raw. Okay, kids, make it fast. I've got a plane to catch. We've created a magazine, Mr. Trump. We give you... Scabby! There it was. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, those were Donald Trump. And there's more of them, too. There's more cameos. But those are just some TV and movie cameos. And that doesn't even include uh, him on The Apprentice, the however many billions of seasons. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they just needed to fill the airtime or something, so they kept him going on. He's a famous guy. I think that might have inspired Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, but... Oh, I was thinking about her this morning when I was drinking my coffee on the bus, and there was a child who was being um, unruly, and I thought, oh, it's like the go-go juice of Honey Boo Boo, and they'd give her a Mountain Dew, and she'd be, Mommy, I want my go-go juice! I want my go-go juice! That makes a lot of sense now, because I always have a rock star at work, and guys at the, at the job are always telling me, you got your Honey Boo Boo go-go juice, and I had go -go never understood juice. what the they're talking about. Thank yeah, you for bringing some clarity to my life. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I sometimes yell at parents uh, on the bus, or when they're getting on the bus or off the bus, when they hand their child an orange Fanta, it's not orange juice. Fanta is not orange juice. It's not? No. Are you serious? <laughs> we just, we pump our kids full of sugar and then we sit them in front of the TV and then we're like, I wonder why their brains are, they can't focus. I wonder why they all have ADHD and they can't focus on anything. Because if you watch a commercial, and this is my own personal theory, but if you watch a commercial and you count the times that the camera flashes to a different scene. So like in a 30 second commercial for cereal straws or something, you're gonna have 90 shots. So it's like, you know, blah, over here. It's like, duh, 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 and it keeps switching. Like their eye has something else to look at. Like three times like, a second. I'm thinking like the old Batman episodes, you know, pow, bam, blammo, but more like a, 
More like scenes. Yeah, scene, 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 scene. A commercial is basically just like uh, pull, pull one up, and we'll just we won't even we won't even listen to it. We'll just just put a like any. What is a commercial? What are kids? What do kids want right now? Look up like a Star Wars toy commercial. Oh or, yeah, how about a Toys R Us? Uh, yeah, a toy perfect Toys R Us commercial. It doesn't even have to be a classic one. Alrighty, let's see what we got it here. It can be just a Toys R Us commercial. And we'll see, and we'll just we'll just count the times that the camera re-switches to another something. Okay, so that's, wait, start, start it again, start it again, okay. it's already started. Okay, so this is Toys R Us, exactly what you wish for. And here we go. One, two, three, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 18. How many seconds was that? That was 30 seconds. That was 30 seconds. There were 18 camera shots. And that's just a regular old commercial. That's freaking frightening right there. Right? That, that really is. And we wonder, and we wonder why. Why are our kids, why can't they focus in school? Because you have one teacher standing up there in front of a chalkboard writing things down. They are bored out of their fucking minds. There's 18 different camera shots in one commercial, and that isn't even the show. Like, it's it's crazy. And then And then people wonder. What, like, what, what's going on? It's, we're training them. When you put a child in front of a TV and you just get their eyes trained and then you give them an iPad and they swipe left and then there's a pop-up ad on the side that's constantly popping up. Like, we don't think that this is somehow imprinting upon them the world. I don't know, I think uh, as well as contributing to the ADHD is the sense of instant gratification too. Yeah. Absolutely. Buy this now. Get it now. Oh, and yeah, kids can't wait for anything. I, patience it, truly is a virtue sometimes. Well, it is. And I mean, it's pa- patience. Wanting things builds character. Like every time I was little and I'd want something, um, my grandma would say, um, I'd say like, um, oh, I want... I want uh, a new Barbie doll. And she'd be like, I want world peace, but it doesn't seem like anybody's going to get what they want today, does it? <laughs> Wanting things builds character. Yeah. That's what she would say. Wanting things builds character. That's true. It's good to want things. Because like, then maybe you'll do things to get the thing you want. Exactly. You could ask for anything you want, but it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily get it. Yeah. Not unless... But that's the other thing we're teaching our kids, is that if you're a good-looking little kid, you can kind of get what you want. <laughs> good-looking little girls. I mean, I would be interesting to do a, like a little feminine study of three-year-old girls and ones that are like traditionally cute and ones that are like you know kind of slobbering and maybe they have boogers or something maybe their hair isn't like brushed into cute little ringlets or they're just not as adorable you know what I mean maybe they, maybe one eye is a little wonky or something and you sort of like follow them around and see how their if their worldview is at all different because of the way they look and their cuteness factor yeah and especially with the little girls you know basically brainwashed from an early age you know good little girls act like this good little girls act like that and if you act outside of those particular parameters, you're a bitch. Yeah. You know, an ind- a true, independent, self-assured, confident woman is more often than not portrayed as a bitch. Absolutely. You can't, uh, you can't be can't be smart 
being smart uh, is not what you want as, as a girl. They want you to, the only thing they want you to open your mouth for is to stick a dick in it. Am I right? Oh, I yeah, right? yeah, pretty much. Man. Don't let I the words come out. Just put the dick in I, the I, mouth. I'll, I'll, um, I'll own it because it's, uh, it's sad, but it's, I mean, and, and we're, we're I, and it isn't even, it isn't even porn or anything like that. It's just the way that I have, a, I have a new joke I'm working on, and it goes something like this um, Men are men, and yep. women are women. And you can be male or you can be female. So, like, our suffix subjugates us right there. Yeah. Like, we're not men. Why Why do we have to have a word that says that we're different? But, I mean, we do. And I know boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. But um, it just, when our power structure and, like, how that sits, it, it, it makes me sad sometimes. Uh I, I am I am I am such a feminist. I own it. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I cannot fault you in, in the least right there. Something that uh, I had told to me a while back that uh, I notice a lot more when I'm out on the you know in the city just walking around is people that look at each other as true partners will tend to walk side by side. Oh yeah yeah. Nobody yeah. takes a lead. Nobody falls behind. Sure. But the the scary part is is there's usually a guy walking in front of a girl, you know because if whatever social acceptance behavior you want to call it as whether or not she's a strong woman or not maybe there's just something in the back of her psyche saying okay well i'm somehow inferior which is complete bullshit second wife eyes down <laughs> second wife eyes down <laughs> i have no idea what you just said but that's Se- pretty fun. second wife eyes down whenever i hang out with them whenever i'm the third wheel like with a couple like and they're walking or whatever and i'm friends with both of them or whatever um, sometimes I'll yell at them. Second wife eyes down because I'm the second wife, and it's like, I think it's funny. Oh, that uh, okay. No, no, I get yeah, you. Yeah, second wife. Because uh, you know, men get to have so many wives. Good times. Uh, I don't know how to solve the world's problems, but we try every Wednesday from noon to two here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm, brought to you by the wonderful, amazing people at Alta California Botanicals best medical marijuana tink in the biz. Also, you should know that they are one of the main sponsors for our first annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up here at the station March 2nd through 6th. It's going to be five shows a night, 24 shows in five days. Actually, 25 if you count the special one we're having at Brainwash on uh, Saturday, March 5th. It's going to be a free show with free beer. Can you can you believe it? What? I know. It's going to be huge. Uh, but every other show is going to be here at the station. Uh, there'll be hour-long shows. The tickets are $7 a piece, $30 if you buy the day pass, $150 if you buy the entire festival pass. And if you do that, you get access to the headliner show, which is going to be amazing. We are working on a national headliner right now which would be incredible to have. It would be a coup, I might say. But either way, we have 24 comedians from all over the United States and Canada. Uh, We have Canada, Italy, Georgia, um, Michigan, Massachusetts, Texas, uh, Oregon, Washington, New York. Is Puerto Rico represented? No, no Puerto Rico. Damn. No. Uh, We do have some Latinos in the show. We have Dronos. I, there's a couple Latinos, actually, and I, I did the breakdown to make sure that we were all over the board. Um, we have a couple gays, we have a trans, we've got, nice. we've got some dykey girls, we've got some big girls, we've got a stripper. Uh, what day have, is that one on? That is the underwear show that's going to be on, I think it's on Friday the 4th. Um, but there's an under, underwear-only uh, show, there's 
I mean, we've got we've got white guys, we've got black guys, we've got Asian guys, we've got we're we're, we're we got guys with beards, we got fat guys, we got skinny guys. It's a comedic United Nations have, going on we here. We do. We got guys with long hair. Uh, we got clean comics. It, it really, it's a we're super across the board. Uh, feminists. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's almost half of uh, the people who are performing are women. So uh, out of the 24 from uh, out of town that are coming, eight are women and one is trans. So maybe that makes it nine. I'm not, I, I would say then we have nine women. Go nine, yeah. Nine, nine out of 24, which That's is almost awesome. half. So I'm pretty proud of that. And um, so you guys uh, stay tuned for it. We're going to be podcasting. We're going to be broadcasting live all of the shows, podcasting them as well. It's only a 40-seat venue, so you're going to have to get your tickets early as soon as I figure out how to release them. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Um, if you good guys like details. comedy. Yeah, good old details. I know. My performance license. Got to get that. Uh, but yeah, please, you guys, um, go to your local dispensary and ask for my name, Alta California Botanicals. They're one of the big sponsors of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016, March 2nd through 6th. Our other sponsor is PBR. And someone asked me, like, how did you get PBR to be a sponsor? And I said, well, you know, I have a PBR tattoo on my neck. <laughs> that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, that's a blue. This, was, this is not a mistake. Let me tell you. My 33rd birthday, I was so drunk. And... Um, I went into my favorite tattoo artist and I said, I want to get a blue ribbon on my neck and underneath it, I wanted to say, I win. Because I win a lot of things too. Like I win contests and I win, I win a lot. I just always win. And I feel like a winner, even though other people think I'm a loser. I think I'm a winner. I think a neck tattoo automatically sort of says loser, but that it says I win, the irony there is so yes. twisted. Makes me really happy. Um, so I got this tattoo on my 33rd birthday and I continued, I got in there and my tattoo artist Lucas was like, Hey, Pam, you're drunk. It's 11 a.m. I'm like, it's, I cannot be drunk. It's 11 a.m. And he's, I was like, I've only had one PBR. And he's like, what did you drink last night? I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, so after the tattoo, I went and I, I drank all day. My was, birthday was on a Sunday that year. And that night, I fell apart. Like, I was, like, on the street, like, sitting in this alcove, like, being all sad. And my neck was, like, bleeding because I drank so much that my tattoo was sort of bleeding out. And there's blood. And one of my friends walked by me, and she was like, Pam? Pam? I was like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't even recognize you. You look horrible. What is going on with your neck? And I was like, oh, that's just my tattoo. And I guess someone took me home that night and helped me um, not die on the streets of San Francisco. Very nice. But um, I ended up having to get the tattoo uh, touched up because it bled out so much that it looked just sort of like a bluish blob thing underneath Kinda it. Abstract it's, Picasso thing. Right. And so um, my tattoo artist touched it up for me for free a week later. And then he was like, Pam, I got so much flat because I gave you a neck tattoo. And then you like fucked up, would be all fucked up about it. And I was like, dude, that's my second neck tattoo. Like there's no, the onus is completely off you on that one. I've had a neck tattoo since I was 20. So I've been fucking my life up since the beginning of time. <laughs> You're I, I, don't give, I don't give a fuck. Um, but PBR is a sponsor, so thank you. Nice. Yeah. All right, what do we uh, What do we have up next? Oh, there on your side. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. 
I guess mellow listening. Wish I could start hearing these uh, the song on the elevator. It'd be awesome. I, I really love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they are one of those bands that are they're timeless. You can listen to their music um, from their first albums in the early '90s, and they still sound fresh today. Um, I'm a big fan of Flea, and uh, and I love him as an actor too. I think he's such a weirdo, you know. You know, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Late 80s, early 90s rapper, Young MC, with the song Bust a Move. Uh-huh. Bass line was played by Flea, really? and it was actually in the video. And all I remember to Flea is that he just had a bunch of stuffed animals sewn as pants. Oh, that's cute. You know, and he's got his bare chest, and he's just beating that bass guitar like it stole something from him. <laughs> right. And just kicking the shit out of it. I just thought it was so awesome. Later on, realized, oh, shit, that's Flea. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, th- there's just something about that group right there. They're, they're going to be in that same um, iconic uh, discussion with as like your Rolling Stones or even uh, like a Metallica because they were, they were that, that one of those first, I mean, yeah, I think they're the first like band that combined both funk and R&B and rock and roll, punk rock sure. to be specific because some of their earlier stuff, it was just, it might as well have been like some kind of twisted, smoked out, black flag. But. Well, they were, they were coming out of L.A., and so that L.A. sound at that time, too, was very, I mean, they were really punk-influenced. Oh, yeah, and anytime you can go on stage with nothing but a sock on your dick, yeah. that, that, that just scores points with me right there because I don't have the balls to pull that off, literally. <laughs> but I, well, they're marketing geniuses um, also. So this is The Velvet Glove by Red Hot Chili Peppers. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm.
All you guys right. are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. And I have been joined all day by Jason, soon to be of The Purge, Thursday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Why would anyone be awake at 8 a.m.? Because, uh, well, for whatever reason, their bodies are programmed to get up at that time. This is my day off. I was up at 545. Wow. And pissed off about it. So I needed to wow. purge some freaking bad juju out of me. Absolutely. Uh, I love sleeping in the morning. Like, I... This morning I snoo- my alarm goes off at 8.30 and I snoozed until 9.40. Oh my goodness. I if snoozed I, seven times. I could only hope. I, I will try as hard as I can and try to convince myself I will sleep into the ungodly hour of 8 a.m. Oh and I'm God. still up at 6.30. Wow. See, I, my favorite time is the snooze time, which is why I did seven because um, I'm in that sort of REM state and then I'm up and I know exactly what to do and I can kind of go right back to it. And sometimes I can sort of augment those dreams. Like I sort of don't leave it, but I'm still there. And then I can kind of change things in it and I feel like it's more of a lucid dreaming time. Uh, that's weird. Here's, here's a little here's a little thing. Uh, we're closing out here on the AltaCast. Stay tuned for Think, Grow, Love Radio with Y Steinberg. But uh, I have these weird dreams about being in hotels like I always know that it's a meaningful dream when I'm either at Burning Man which I haven't been to in eight years and it's never like the real Burning Man the one in my dream and or I'm in some really big hotel and I'm like being kicked out of my room and I'm trying to scam a way to stay and I'm trying to act around the hotel like I belong there (laughs) but I don't and then like I'm it's the weirdest thing about my dreams about hotels. Is there a specific hotel chain you're thinking of or just in general? No, no. Usually they're like sort of sprawling and they have sort of the look of maybe a, a Claremont from San Diego. But there's also been like rivers and it's been New Orleans. I've, I've, I've had dreams where I'm driving around like large lakes, but I think I'm in Nevada, but really it's Chicago. It, but I have these weird visual images in my head that don't exist in reality because they're sort of in my own dreamscape and but they're hotels and places and it's it's weird and i'm like why hotels i I don't have the money for hotels they got really cool towels and all those all the small soap you can handle well and i definitely take a lot of soap when i i haven't paid i haven't paid for soap in a really long time or toilet paper Nice. Yeah. I got like it. Nice. This is, I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but this is, we're coming here on the close of fiscal year 2016, and this is the ninth year that I haven't had a W-2. I haven't had a W-2 in nine years. Oh. I haven't applied for taxes in nine years. I have nothing to apply for. I went in one year because I was still in graduate school, and I was like, hey, can I get that $4,000 tax credit from my school uh, because I went to school? And they're like, bring us your W-2s. And I'm like, I don't have any. And they're like, you can't get a tax refund if you don't pay any taxes. Mm. And I was like, do I have to apply for taxes? And they're like, you have <laughs> nothing to apply for. And they told me no. H&R Block told me no because I have nothing to apply for. That's the first I've heard ever of anybody being told by a tax company, H&R Block or whatever, to basically kick rocks. Right. There, well, there was nothing. There's nothing. I don't exist. There's nothing for me to apply for. There's nothing. I don't, I don't, I don't exist. I don't have records. I don't have W-2s. I can't claim any money to the government because there's nothing to claim. Well, you got a good streak going. 
And here's, this is the thing, I'm putting back feminism years and years, but if they ever ask, I'm gonna be like, I'm a really good girlfriend. And before that, I was a really great wife. Because wives, they've never paid taxes. They have no social security money saved up. They don't even, they don't exist. They're just a dependent. So I'm like a non-dependent dependent, except that I'm not dependent upon anybody. So it's, you know. Anyways, I hope the government isn't listening to the AltaCast today here on UniRadio.fm. It's okay. They're not. I know they're listening. Uh, I've been joined. If they were listening, we might have uh, more listenership at the station. Do you hear a helicopter outside? Do you hear it? Trump doesn't care about me. I'm small potatoes. Not only am I a stupid woman in his eyes, I have no, I have no value. And you're not Muslim. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not Muslim. Uh, but I have. What is what is my value as a woman? I mean, I know what my value is, but I really have no monetary value. So therefore, in America, I'm a piece of shit. Thanks for joining us every day, everybody on the AltaCast. Today here on MutinyRadio.fm, I've been joined by Jason. He's doing a great job in his training. You guys are going to listen to him on Thursday mornings from 8 to 10 with The Purge. Stay tuned for Why Steinberg's Think, Grow, Love Radio here on Mutiny Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's MutinyRadio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T.
Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB- KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m. in the future of your community, MutinyRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Clash Show Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.MutinyRadio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. 
In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, sex, and family planning. Please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.
for the last five minutes. Or usually this thing's not gonna
going to have a little, uh, little change of pace here, a little uh, change of thrust. Show a little sweet emotion. on a twin uh, engine plane from Milwaukee to New York City, uh, and just over LaGuardia, one of the engines uh, conked out, 
and we started to drop straight down, flipping over and over. Then the engine died, and we went completely out of control. New York City started to get taller and taller. A voice came over the intercom and said, Our pilot has informed us that we are about to attempt a crash landing. Please extinguish all cigarettes. Place your tray tables in an upright position. Your captain says, please do not panic. Captain says, place your head in your hands. Captain says, put your knees to your chin. Captain says, put your hands on your eyes. Captain says, put your hands on your head. Put your hands on my knees. <laughs> this is your captain. Have you lost your dog?
full of black plastic is the show on uni radio that you got going uniradio.fm and uh these are all these records i bought this week pretty much some stuff from the library but dig it
This is part of a diary from 1962. We were in the room, and then the coach, he told me to take my shirt off and try on the top of the uniform. And I did that too. And then he told me that it fit perfectly over my body, and he started to rub my body and take it back off me again. And then he said, take off your pants and try on these bottoms. So I took off my blue jeans and threw them across the arm of the chair next to me. And he handed me the shorts and told me that I shouldn't wear any underwear when I tried them on because the fit might not be right. I hesitated a minute. Holy shit, I thought. What the fuck have you gotten yourself into or out of or whatever the fuck was going on? And I was really nervous whether I should punch this guy out or if I should take off my pants and be cool and just try on the shorts and so what if he sees my prick anyway? I'm only 12 years old. I took off my underwear and I was standing there totally naked and Mike's eyes were popping out. And I went to pull off the shorts to see if they fit, but he stopped me and he told me that he wanted to take my measurements first. And he sort of took my body and leaned it against the wall and began to measure my thighs and my calf muscles, 13 inches by the way. And then the fucker did it. He pressed his palm very softly against my prick and my balls and said that he should measure that now. No more, I thought. I took that motherfucker, and mostly by instinct, I guess, gave him a pretty solid fiber over the back of his neck. Then I got angry. He was down on his knees from that punch and just took him by his face and pushed him so that his head hit on the brass bedpost. And then I simply whipped my clothes on again, picked up the uniform, and made it to the door where he came running after me and told me not to be angry. August 7th, 1965. Tonight we got drunk, but not as bad as last night. So we went over to some terrible bar and tried to pick something up. The guy told us that the <laughs> The guy told us that the Celia sisters were heading down toward the beach. I had gotten a blowjob once from Alice Celia, and a little sister had quite a reputation herself. Lily and I headed after When we caught up to them, we waited about 10 feet behind and watched them duck into an alleyway. They were both stone drunk. When we passed by, we saw them making out with each other all over the concrete. Boy, that really turns me on, Lily said to me. Then he called for Alice, and she came over and said to me, I remember you. You came in my mouth, and it tasted like strawberries. This girl is really fucked up, I thought. She was only 14, too. Her sister was 13. Want to go down to the beach with us? I asked. Okay. On the way over to the beach, Alice pissed right in the street, but I don't want to soil my diary with a description of that. And some other guys spotted us with them and told some other guys who told some other guys. And I swear before long, the whole fucking town was on the beach waiting for blowjobs. One guy came up to me and asked what was going on. These two girls, I think, are about to give out an awful lot of blowjobs, I said. Get in line, someone else told him. Willie and I left that fucking scene, got a ball, and went down to the courts in the dark to practice foul shots for the game tomorrow.